Get ready for two hours of hard-hitting football talk. Straight from their jocks about the jocks. It's Football on the Know with Jim and Joe. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome once again to another episode of Football on the Know. I am Jim McFee, and alongside of me is Mr. Joe DeCapita. What's going on, Otos? Welcome back for another edition of Football on the No Show. That's you're, right. You're back. Let's go. Uh, nice to have Let's you, Let's go. Yeah, Listen, it, a lot of crazy things have happened. The Bills actually figured out how to win, for one. <laughs> and uh, the and there's the been Patriots some... Lost it, too straight. And, and no game goes... Uh, you know, just the way we think it's going to go. And that's all dedicated to the referees. I mean, they've really done outdone themselves by throwing a shit ton of flags on every in every single game. And actually, uh, quite often, it seems like they are manipulating the wins and losses. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Mm -hmm. that's a little concerning going down into this playoff race. Uh, keep your eye out for some terrible calls, and that's what's going to sway some things. Absolutely. I think now more than ever, it is really changing, um, it, you know, really influencing the game. And this is what frightened me when they made yeah. sports betting legal. Because, I mean, that's got to be thrown into question on some of this stuff when they're trying to, you know, do whatever they can. Obviously, they're not the players in, in doing some of these things, mm-hmm. but they can try and keep scores to a certain minimum best that they can to, to, to decide outcomes. I so mean, it's really it, scary. Right. I mean, that – could play a part, but we've already seen this happening before we even got to betting. Oh yeah, it's so always been bad. This has always <laughs> been pretty bad anyway. So that's it's insane. Yeah, hey, we got a couple of know-it-alls just chiming oh, in yeah, right away, right off the get-go. Mike Tackett and Tom Leiter, what's going on, boys? My, uh, Tom Leiter says uh, there's a new football god next to Landry. Uh, Landry, Nall, Shula, and Brown, and Lombardi. Yeah, absolutely. That's yep. right, everybody. Uh, we just heard the news, news a little bit news. before our show started. Uh, so we threw this thing back t- uh, together quick, real fast. And uh, here we go. That's right. Uh, John Madden now passed away at the age of 85. Uh, we all just heard the news. Uh, Twitter's uh, blowing up right now over right. Uh, condolences and things like that. So, uh, yes, uh, and uh, it, Tom Leiter says we lose another legend, but he's up there with the rest of them. Absolutely, absolutely insane i mean and this is the thing too is like the the news of this just broke like recently you know what i mean but however this you know this happened his, his passing happened this morning uh so it seems like they were they were stalling the official announcement mm-hmm. for quite some time you know obviously uh you know for, for the family and friends of john madden before it got out uh and and now uh sadly we lose yet another nfl legend uh in, in john madden uh, a great, I mean, just just a great football mind. One of those voices that you would hear on play-by-play calls, where it's like he just his voice just echoed football. You know what I mean? Like it was one of those things where, like, you know how you tell like a guy the sound of a voice. You're like, oh, that's definitely a football voice. Well, John Madden was the epitome of that, uh, and just the the interesting and unique ways he would explain plays, and mm-hmm. he had his little catchphrases like you know he would be like boom right up the gut you know what i mean whap you know what i mean just knocks the guy down so uh yeah it's it's really a, a sad uh yeah you know a sad thing has has transpired in john madden's passing uh we all our condolences go out to the families and friends 
uh, of John Madden. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and he's uh, going to be truly missed for sure. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, if you didn't even watch him play, uh, you know, or see, or or watch him coach rather, uh, like uh, if you didn't know that, you know, he was the head coach of the the Oakland Raiders mm-hmm. when they won uh, Super Bowl eleven, um, and he's it was inducted in the Hall of Fame two thousand and six uh, due to his coaching ability, and he won seventy six percent of his games too. So imagine Incredible. that, especially in these days, the way some of these coaches are just getting hired and fired and scrolling through an icon there, but then to join the ranks and make us another lucrative second career as an analyst and a broadcaster mm. and get, I think he got like 11 or six, 11 to 16 Emmys. I want to say awards. Yep. Uh, so again, acknowledged for that. And then 1988 came the Madden games. He endorsed the Madden games and the rest is history there. Uh, re- re- uh, retired from broadcasting in 2008, mm-hmm. but a lot of them, especially kids, know they know what Madden is. They know the name. Yeah. Don't exactly that's know where the guy, from, right? but a lot of us were blessed to hear the, the Maddenisms, they even called yeah. him. He has an ism already, so just think of that. <laughs> you know, the way he talked, there's a whole language for it, uh, and it was, it was different from anybody else. He had the turducken at Thanksgiving right. and stuff like that. He so, introduced and, it to everybody. And, and an icon, an icon, so it was always a, a pleasure to meet him a pleasure to be part of the all madden team and uh and an honor to be on the cover of his the game that he endorsed yep, everybody good. wanted to be on the madden cover so it's a big deal uh and john madden again an icon that that was uh again a big bigger uh larger than life um uh, uh, personality too absolutely so. you know and that's the thing that's Listen, I know we're just getting started here, mm-hmm. but if you're new to the show, if you love football, you want to get involved, we're the most interactive show on YouTube. That's right. I'm saying it. Football Talk, this is the place to go to. We can be your therapist. We can be your friends. We can even help you through fantasy football if you need some help there or just talking you off the ledge if your team's taking a nosedive. We're here for you. So if you would really do me the pleasure of helping us out, helping our channel grow, you can head over to Facebook or YouTube. Just search us up on uh, Football on the No Show on YouTube. You're going subscri- to hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell to let you guys know when we go live. Become a member on Facebook, and we are also on Twitter. You can follow us there as well, at FB underscore no. And uh, listen, help grow the family here. This football family of ours, we're trying to grow. We're trying to get bigger. It, we're getting bigger on Facebook. We're getting a little bit bigger on YouTube. Let's blow this thing up. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's get into uh, some of the games this past week. Uh, And all the podcasters out there. (laughs) Yo, absolutely. Podcasters out there. Again, uh, uh, we got approved to do video for Spotify, too. So there's a lot of uh, creators uh, got approved to do to start that. They're going to be doing Mm -hmm. video on Spotify. So all you guys that listen on Spotify, now you can actually see us again like everyone else. So and by the (laughs) way, also ratings. Uh, if you guys haven't yet, go to Spotify and give us a five-star rating, too, as well. That helps uh, build our group all together, definitely, too, as definitely. well. So um, we appreciate the support. But, again, um, some of these games last week, uh, you had your upsets. Ooh. Like, like what the hell happened with the Chargers here again? You know, you're going against <laughs> the Texans. This was one of those games again that I looked at. Uh, I'm like, well, here we go. Uh, they, you know, they should be able to handle these guys. Texans, again, uh, Davis Mills has not looked good. He's looked good. So then I'm like, all right, that's a nice story for them. But, again, they're one of the bottom teams. They just have really yeah. not a lot going on, not a lot of uh, a talent there altogether. And, you know, not just a, a good team, but then the – to uh, destroy, like put 50, 50 something points up on on the uh, the <laughs> Chargers defense. 
I mean, that is pitiful. The Chargers are, are, are part of the talk of, of one of those better teams. They were supposed to be trending upwards. They've got their franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert. Uh, but really, the, the problem here is their defense. And you, Brandon Staley, who came from uh, the Sean McVay coaching tree and you know had a number one rated defense with the Los Angeles Rams, comes to the Chargers. Mm -hmm. And right now, they're ranked 32nd or 31st in uh, points for uh, on the defense. And then also on uh, third downs, they're worse. They're the worst in third down in the NFL for a guy that's supposed to be this defensive-minded coach and then alongside with the fourth down conversions that he just wants to attempt every freaking time. He's really killing this team, I think, at this point. I mean, to be fair, they are missing some players, you know, especially big-time players on on that side of the defense. So that it, it will skew some things, like, you know, you know his uh, ability to, to – bring this team to another level uh, when you're missing some some key parts there like Joey Bosa and, and stuff like that that's going to really you know hurt your pass rush and that's going to affect the, the rest of the defense throughout so um, I would say this I would say overall throughout the regular season what I noticed from the Chargers early on was something special and now that they're kind of hitting some speed bumps with missing personnel on the football field you know what I mean facing some tough opponents that they that they weren't you know early on or whatever that are just actually they're just being outplayed at this point and a lot of times and we've seen this or we've seen it throughout the regular season is offensively going for it on fourth downs an awful lot you know almost like a record-breaking amount of attempts on fourth down conversions that they try to get uh that's got to be concerning too because some of those um some of those fourth down conversions that they didn't make, maybe they were close enough to attempt a field goal. Maybe they could have went for points instead of trying to go out. And we've seen it recently, a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago, mm -hmm. where it literally cost them the game because every time they made it on that side of the football field, and they were they were either close to the red zone or in the red zone, and they decided to still go for it instead of just taking the points. That was the difference in the game for them to get a W. And now you're getting down to crunch time. Listen, in a very tough conference in the AFC with a very tough division where everybody's about a game apart. Looks like the Chiefs are going to win this division right now. But with two games left this week and next week, this is crunch time. You can't afford to make those mistakes as a coach or as a team. So now it looks like they're on, their, on, on, on the downward turn right now as, as a team. And let's see if they can get back on track this week. All right, we've got Lady Bills in the house with us tonight too. She says hello. What's going on, Lady Bills? Yeah, absolutely. The um, again, some some of the things like that just just happening, and then also uh, that Cleveland game too. How about the Browns? They even had dude. You can't have a game to where Nick Chubb is running over a hundred and and twenty six yards plus even. Um, their, their other backup running back, he put it up like 58 yards and stuff like that and then have the turnovers that you do but still be in this game uh, and lose this game against the Packers. You, you had them, but it just seemed like the, the, um, the wide receivers weren't on the same page with Baker Mayfield, and I know a lot of people want to uh, say a lot of it was all his fault, but again, I saw a lot of <laughs> Drop passes and just missed opportunities. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, he almost made my milk carton player of the of the week this week week because again targeted like seven times and just one one catch with it with only a forty percent catch catching ability. I think mm -hmm. it was. Uh, but 
uh, again, where they were still in it, but then uh, to uh, get make it close still at the end. But if you turn get rid of those turnovers, it's a whole different story oh, in, in Green sure. Bay. For sure. Uh, real quick, I just want to – Tom Leiter uh, dropped a note well, uh, before, and he said a moment ago that he goes, the Dolphins lose seven straight games and then they win seven straight games. Uh, and it just makes this AFC race a lot tighter, and he's absolutely right. I mean, this is a team that everybody kind of write, wrote off, just us included. I mean, we didn't see – there was no life, no signs of life in Miami. And then all of a sudden they started to get healthier. Tua comes back, and look at where they are right now. Listen, And they're not even still fully healthy yet. They're still missing wide receiver pieces, but Jalen Waddell is holding it down as a rookie and, and playing amazingly well for him. Uh, so – that Dolphins team is on the rise. I mean, their defense, which was a sieve in the first half of the season, is now coming together, is now playing and balling out on that side of the football, and it's helping this offense, uh, you know, as they go. Uh, so that's a, an incredible race. But then, yeah, Jim, you're right. Uh, going back to that Browns game, uh, it was actually an enjoyable game to watch. It was just you gotta, you almost want to smack your head into the wall because as a Browns fan – you're like, what is happening all of a sudden? They were right there competing with the Packers. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it just took a quick left turn. And it, it was like, wait, we were in this game. Mm-hmm. What, what's happening now? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's going on in Cleveland. All I do know is that they got some, they definitely got some shit they got to s- sort out. And it, it does start this offseason. It starts with a guy by the name of Baker Mayfield. It starts with, do they keep them? Do they move on from them? Do they decide to, if they do move on from them? Here's a, here, the biggest problem is now, if you want to keep the guy, because obviously, who are you moving on to? Like, you could move on to Case Keenum and say, well, this is going to be our quarterback for the time being until we get the next guy, which could, quite honestly, that, that would be probably the route that I would go. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of trying to pay this guy millions of dollars, keeping him there, mm-hmm. and so far to this point, you you know what you have there in Cleveland. Baker Mayfield is just a mediocre quarterback that is just holding on to the strings of stardom. It's not going to happen for this guy. He's he's failed time and time again in Cleveland. He's shown some flashes, don't get me wrong, but then for the most part, he just you know doesn't get it done. So much like uh, his own counterpart and like a guy like Andy Dalton, who in Cincinnati was the same way. He was a get the starter. He was there. He would show flashes, but then just couldn't get it done. Baker Mayfield's the same way. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, Tom Leiter says Michigan beat Ohio State. Then the Browns imploded. Sad time to be a <laughs> Cleveland fan. Yeah, it, oh, it, it definitely is. Definitely is. <laughs> That's funny. Good stuff. Good stuff, oh, good, good Tom, stuff, good Tom. stuff. Absolutely. And don't let Mike hear you say that. <laughs> there you go. So uh, talking about that, though, too, and the, and the Cleveland Browns and, and my missing uh, milk carton player of the week then, uh, we talked about maybe it was Tot- Donovan Peoples-Jones here, but I had to do it. I had to go with Baker Mayfield there anyway. There you have it. So there it is. There you Just have because, it. again, if you look at the stats, you know, one touchdown but four interceptions altogether. Uh, I think it was 215 yards passing. Uh, in a QB rating, it just wasn't very good either. Right. So yeah. I mean, you got to be able to be that guy. You're you're that quarterback. You're the franchise quarterback that they wanted. Picked one overall. I know. So you've got to be this guy to get you through these these games. And and I know it was a question. He's going through.
do a lot this season with the sure. injuries that he's had, yep. but then also out on COVID and then to, to, to quick come back and, and play for these mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, you're you're the the captain of the ship, and for you guys to have the um you know uh, the rushing you know yards that you did, yep. and you know the the power that you did, and be able to not come come out of here with a victory when you when you had Green Bay on the ropes right there, uh, it, it falls on you. And if you had some of those turnovers back, uh, that would be all the difference in the world. So he's gonna be my missing uh, milk carton player of the week. Um, but yeah, I mean, this past week we saw some of our shakeups here in Baltimore. A lot of that is just because, again, they lost oh, their quarterbacks God. because of COVID and both Lamar quarterbacks. All, yeah, so I mean, Isn't that in the some thing? of these starts, some of these young kids that had to start in there and things yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. uh, Josh Johnson, he's not a young kid, but again, the guy that's not your starter, old old um, guy. But then you had Ian Book last night who had to play against Miami, and and they were just like talk about dolphins. They were more like sharks in the water against this guy. Oh, they you know, just blood rushing for nonstop. Sure. The the Saints defense tried to keep him in that game, but they just couldn't hold on any longer, and and it was just it's rough for the kid. But um. But that's the problem. Some of these things, and COVID is really being. You want to talk about the referees and flags? Definitely COVID is being a game decided and influence or on on these all these games altogether. I mean, look at the Washington football team too as well. I mean, they were a shell of themselves here, and to they could barely muster up a team to put out there against right. the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So where they got crushed, and they even had fighting amongst themselves along the sidelines. So much <laughs> frustration with these guys. I mean, <laughs> Jonathan Allen took a big swing. Oh yeah, you know on uh, Ron. Is it um? What's his name? Payne, I think it was last. Yeah, Payne. Yep. So yeah, he was super hyped too. He was shaking all over, man. He was oh, so yeah. dude. He was. He and then was you pissed. saw them. Then they the, had to play next. Then they yeah. Then they were next to each other playing. <laughs> that has you know, to be. That has to be I crazy. Like, but again, uh, uh, one of the talks I think if we're getting to the uh, playoff picture here. Uh, the New England Patriots, the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills go in and take care of business in New England. Uh, we should have picked the, the the Bills on this one. We had yeah. said when we were going through our picks that New England, again, can't win at home this season. Kinda, kinda and uh, the that Bills Patriot go in there train. and they're able to come back and they split a game now with these guys. But because of uh, what they've done with their strength of schedule, they leapfrog over the Patriots down. Mm-hmm. The Patriots move a, a few spots down there. I think drop four slots now in the playoff picture. They were up at the top. Now you've got the Kansas City's Chiefs all the way at the top at the number one seed waiting mm-hmm. for everybody to see what happens uh, with, with the rest. But th- it's funny because you got the Chiefs and then everybody else is in the hunt and they're all at nine and six. So these next two weeks are going to get pretty crazy yeah, here, Joe. I just hope again that you know COVID isn't a major factor for all some of these guys. It's and you're gonna not going to have gonna be. Uh, some of these guys come out and like say Josh Allen can't play or things like that. That would be tough to see so, this close uh, riding into the playoffs. But the NFL did make an agreement with the Players Association now that they would change the the time off from ten days to now five days uh, to come back and be able to if be you're with vaccinated. The team. So, so uh, I think it said regardless of vaccination. No, I'm it's pretty if, sure it's, I said I read that. It it's if you're va- vaccination. It's if you're vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, then it's ten days. Mm, but um, which I don't see why that makes a sense, any difference. I think that's stupid. But. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, Tom Leiter says the Rams had 10 players with COVID, so the league pushed the game back till Tuesday. I thought teams were supposed to forfeit. Right. Big market rule change or what? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely Tom. Tom. You got it right there because, again, if you couldn't field a certain amount of players, you were going to have to forfeit that. It was a big talk, but you saw what happened this, when they needed it. This is the same reason why uh, the owner for the Raiders, Mark Davis, when they moved that Browns game, 
uh, they were like, hey, wait, wait a second. It wasn't through a rule before the season started that we were not going to postpone games that if a team could not feel if a team could not feel the team or if they were going to struggle with the, all the losses that they had, then you, they would have to forfeit. Correct. Correct. And now what are we seeing right now? Now that COVID is now starting to rear its ugly head in, in the NFL and the teams are missing a lot of players. Oh, we're just going to move these games. Wait a second. You guys just made a new rule and now you're not even abiding by it. So how can we take the NFL seriously ever? I mean, they just kind of bend these rules that they themselves make just to fit their own needs. So, uh, yeah, Tom, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is kind of the this is the problem. The NFL makes rules or they state they make statements and then they don't they don't even go by what they say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Leiter says, so the Seahawks got sick and lost. Uh, yeah, that game, too. I swear, dude, I shut that game off. I thought so Seattle yeah. had won that game, but then all of a sudden they allowed uh, the uh, Foles magic to appear yeah. and then get, no get come back and, and get, Two point get conversion. that game. How about that catch, though? Even after when he gets hit and he's coming down, he's holding the ball with one hand, yeah. hanging on to it. Yeah. You would think that even at one point one of those guys is trying to swing just, at it yeah, just to pop it. it down. But uh, what an amazing end, though. Uh, no pass interference. Yeah, I know. It, 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 there's a lot of that that's been, been just – it's weird. It's like they really call it or then all of a sudden not they a avoid difficult, it altogether. It's not a difficult rule to, to call. Mm-hmm. Listen, if it affects the catch, if the, it affects the ability for the receiver to catch the ball – it's pass interference. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't affect their catching ability, then you don't call it. Mm-hmm. It's really that simple. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know why it's so hard for these guys. Yeah, and then what's up with the the discussion all the time for every little thing? You're like, oh, let's oh talk God, about this. Let's, hey, what are, hey, you, Bill, what are you doing tonight for yeah, dinner? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, are we going water? to Red Lobster? Like, what is that? Uh, what's happening? Yeah, I don't get that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I they know, take forever tough, when they when they throw a flag. This is what really you know grinds all these NFL fans' gears yeah. is because. When they throw the flag, they throw it right away, right? And yeah, then they yeah. get together, and then they have a conversation. Then here comes Jerry from the other side of the field. He comes over, and he's in the conversation. It's like, what is taking so long? What did you see? The guy that threw the flag, or guys that threw the flag, what did you guys see? It's fine. You want to come together to make sure you make the right call. But get it together and then make the announcement. Mm-hmm. You make everybody wait two, three minutes, and everyone's like, well, what's happening? And then they break the huddle, and they're like, oh, we're picking up the flag, no no foul on the play. And you're like, well, what was the conversation for then? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is the this is the thing that, that gets everybody upset how about, about. How about last night's game? Uh, if you guys watched, uh, there you go, Tom Weider says, turn and look. Uh, they need glasses, mafia donated thousands. Yeah, that's right, to a Western New York Vision <laughs> Center. That's right, and the rest we have. I saw that. I shared that even on our thing. That is yep. hilarious. Um and uh, what was that uh, point? Oh, yeah, the, the Monday night game. What do you think about this when Brian Flores, after that whole discussion again, there's a discussion on what the right. hell's going on. Right. Finally, they're like, oh, yeah, nothing's going on. So they're going to restart the clock. And right. he's like, oh, I'm going to call timeout time when out. it happens. Then all of a sudden they start running. And he's like, no, what, what, what's going on? I didn't want that. I didn't have my play set up. Blah, blah. And then there's a conversation. And then they gave him his timeout back. Yeah. And Sean, you know, Peyton at the other end, it was right before the half. It's like, what the hell, dude? Luckily, because he used his timeouts the way he was mm-hmm. supposed to mm-hmm. and freezing the kicker right before, you know, you know, timed out right when he made the kick. So then they had to re-kick and he shanked it. Uh, so it helped them out from not getting those three points there. But they were able to go for that field goal because he got his, his, his timeout back. I and mean, what the hell is up with that even, too? 
You know what I'm saying? Dude, the guy's mm-hmm. talking to you. He's talking to mm-hmm. a ref right there. Yeah. Hey, are you guys going to run this right now when right. I go to this? Should I call a timeout now? Or right. what's going on? Should I have right. the play ready? Mm-hmm. Why don't you have that conversation? Because the whole time, the other refs are looking, the one guy's looking at the stupid <laughs> surface again, which I don't get either. You go from going under a hood and looking at every different camera angle to here, you got some jackass right here with a thing over top of his shoulders holding a, 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 a surface. Here, look at my belly. Here, I'm a teletubby. Look at this for the replay all the time. And the guy's just looking here. That looks like, yeah, here we go. Let's go. You know what I mean? I think it's stupid. And then you could have, uh, he should have, I think, lost it at that point. I wouldn't say, no, dude, you, you screwed up. Sorry. You, you called timeout. We, we talked about it with you. There it is. But um, the referee's got to know what they're doing, too. That's the problem. Oh, absolutely. They should have been like, no, you don't need to use your timeout. You know, I mean, we're going to we're gonna start it on the, you know, when we, we start the clock up or whatever, when the play starts. Yeah, I mean, instead, right. yeah, instead, the, the, there was two referees over there talking to him, and they were like, they even looked confused. And, and he's like, well, I, I want to use my timeout then. If you guys are going to run it, then yeah, I want to yeah, use my timeout. Yeah. If you guys are not going to run the clock, then I'm going to keep my timeout. That's something that he should have said. Then they should have clarified with him right there and then what mm-hmm. was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is the thing is referees, for one, listen, these guys – the NFL is the only league out there that doesn't have full-time referees. Mm-hmm. So these guys are like teachers and principals and, and and your mechanics. Like these guys, this is a part-time gig for them. Mm-hmm. And they're getting paid extremely well to do it. But if that's the case and they are still confused week to week, you know what I mean? There's got to be something done here. Like we were, we were pounding the table for the referees to hire full-time refs and to continue that – that kind of rebirth of, of the of the referees into the NFL and just having everybody full time. And, and they kind of gone way away from that all of a sudden. And it's like I think that would have been beneficial in the long term, in the long run, when every when they finally get all these full time refs in, then they can teach them all the same thing They can, in the offseason. Here we're going to watch all of last year's plays. And go over each call and see this is the way we want it called. That way everybody gets an idea of, okay, this is what we're going to call all the time. It's going to be uniform this way, this way, this way. But we're not, get, we're not getting there all of a sudden. It seems like the NFL pulled the plug on that whole experiment. And they're like, oh, no, we, we give up on that. Now, mm-hmm. we're, now we're just going to go back to way, the way things were done. It's absolutely terrible. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Yeah. Well, we were very upset. And you can see that Joe is, too. He's very passionate about it. Uh, Lady Bill says full-time refs are necessary. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And then the the talk amongst these two, Tom and Lady Bills, uh, about the, the Bills fans being some of the best uh, two years running. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's the thing about these guys. I, I brought it up to my wife uh, because, <laughs> yeah, watch your blood pressure. Uh, the uh, um that's why he did again. His hair is gone because mainly the stress, you know, and it's yelling, and then it freaks out, and there it goes. But uh, I talked to my wife about this. I'm like, yeah, you know, the, this is what they do. They turn around bad things and they turn them into good things, right? Uh, just like yeah. with uh, what happened with Andy Dalton when, when he had even the you know the pick six or where that ended up putting him into into the playoffs, or you know that stinks for them, you know, mm-hmm. and you know it's good for the Bills still. So then they go and donate to his charity, though. I mean, a lot of positivity out of there, out of Western New York. It's a big thing. It's a lot different than what's going on uh, near the city right now with, with the talk of the Giants and the Jets uh, who are eliminated and not even in this playoff picture. Uh, but let's take a look at the playoff picture right now, Joe. Um, I don't have a graphic for you guys, but so you have to look on your own. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, 
Oh, because then boy. the Chiefs, the AFC, let's take the AFC first because we're all talking about them right now, and that's the closest right now with everything. The Chiefs just sitting there at number one. It was funny because they got a slow start. People wondering what's going on, you know, started playing that too deep safety look mm-hmm. on them. Uh, but also, you know, they started to get that offense together and really go go to their bread and butter plays, you know, and the guys that they need. Travis Kelsey making the plays again. I think it was six seasons, I think, consecutive, I said last week, with with uh, 1,000 yard seasons, I mean, this guy is still balling, getting it done for them, and be able to be a big playmaker despite uh, some of the issues that they've had with the running game. And yeah. Patrick Mahomes being off at times, uh, getting too comfortable with him being able to make plays on the run with these crazy no looks and everything and this and this. Uh, getting called out a few times, I think, that this this year on, on some of those things and not being as lucky and opportunistic with some of the plays that he's been running. And that defense started off slow, but then started to get it together. Steve Spagnuolo started to get this group together and, and play better uh, and, and uh, get them to where they needed to be. Well, they, pro- they finally started blitzing again. Mm-hmm. That's really what changed. That's the only thing that's changed is that finally Steve Spagnuolo got back to his roots and started laying on the pressure on other teams. And that's really what's helped this Chiefs defense thrive once again. And you go back to the offense. Last week, we talked about COVID hitting. There was no Travis Kels last week. He was out with COVID. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and they were missing some pieces. So they had to rely on some of their their, their backups, you know. You know, um, was it Byron Pringle? He came, yeah. he came on strong last week. You know, t- uh, Terry Kill was able to, to come to return to action, and he he played a pretty big role. You know what I mean? Obviously. And then you had the, the running game all of a sudden was was involved too. Uh, passing game out of the backfield. I mean, they just kind of mixed it up, and they and what that's what they're doing now. They're finally getting back to what was working, and that's just taking what the defense gives you. Listen, if the defense wants to protect that deep ball and not allow you it, fine. We're just going to dump it underneath and let our guys get whatever yards they can. So uh, the Chiefs, they're back on track. They won eight straight now, and they're 11-4 and four on top of the AFC. Uh, right now, the Titans are the closest to tr- kind of dethrone them, but that's going to require the Chiefs getting a loss. Uh, this week they're playing the Steelers, so listen, we've seen crazy things happen, but I don't know if it's going to happen this week for them. I think they're going to get another win there. And then the Titans, they got a, they got another tough uh, – or, or wait, no, who, who was the it? Bengals? Uh, the Bengals? Right here, well, you, you were just talking about the Titans. The Whoa. Titans are right there. But, again, they, they're they a funny team because they're sitting there at 10-5. and five, And to me, I don't know, I feel really like they're, they should have been worse. It seems like their record should have been worse than that because I remember there's so many times that some of these games – I mean, they lost to the Jets, like teams like that. Uh, they have a hard-fought game here against San Francisco. I thought San Francisco was going to come away with that one. But, again, grinding away, Tennessee's able to come out and, and make some of those plays. Uh, and we have an A.J. Brown sighting absolutely, too, this time, too, because he's had That's a – That's because he finally a, played. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like you haven't been around there. They've been struggling with injuries, things like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, trying to get keep things afloat without Derrick Henry. Hopefully when he can – if they get one of these secured playoff spots here, he can come back and play for them in the playoffs. Uh, but – they're kind of that team that's been up and down, and I'm not sure what I'm getting out of them, but still in the hunt. And oh, now the Bengals, too, put on a shellacking this last week. Again, we talked about uh, the quarterback situation for the Ravens and not being able to you know, have them because of, of COVID and other injuries. But 
Look at what the, the Bengals, and we were able to see the ability that they can have here when you've got Joe Burrow healthy and hitting up on all cylinders with T. Higgins, but they also got, you know, Jamar Chase there as well. I mean, this team looks really good. And then Tyler the, the second – Yep, absolutely. And the uh, the second-rated running back right now in the league and Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, yeah, absolutely. And, it, and that was, it was my mistake. I was looking at last week's games or whatever, I hear KC you. playing Pittsburgh. But, yeah, the Bengals, this is going to be a good game, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I've, I, I Listen, I don't know, but – for, not for nothing, but I think this is going to be one of the tougher matchups Kansas City has faced this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cincinnati is on the rise. They're, they've been playing a heck of a lot better defensively and offensively. And it seems that every week since uh, Joe Burrow's injury, it seems like he's getting healthier and healthier and trusting his ability. And, and that's what he's got to do. Listen, he's got the weapons around him. There's no question about that. Now just put it together. Let Pick the defenses apart like he's been doing. And let's see what what can happen with the Cincinnati team. Yeah, absolutely. Tom Leiter says AJ Brown got him forty points and into the championship game. Then he lost to Roger Kirkpatrick. There you go. That stinks, man. I'm sorry. Oh, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, but he also said, "What did he say? Uh, the NFL wants the Patriots versus Tampa Bay, back to big market money. Um, the NFL may want that, but I don't know. With the way the season's been going." With the, I mean, anything can really happen now. I mean, this AFC, look at the Titans, which were once on top, the number one seed, mm-hmm. are 10 and 5. So mm-hmm. they're a game behind, but then behind them, it's like all everyone's like a game or two behind. Like, And we still have two weeks to go. So a lot can happen in two weeks. A lot can change. Titans could m- maybe even drop out. Yeah, they of played the playoff Miami, who's won, uh, which Tom Leiter brought up again. They lost their first seven, but now they've won seven straight, and now they're in the hunt. Exactly. And, uh, they have to play Miami next week, and um, I'm trying to see where they have moving forward. Uh, let's see more here. Who they got on week 18? Well, yeah, they I mean, have the uh, Texans, so who knows what the Texans are, the way they've been playing it. It's crazy. Listen, all but. i got to say is you got to <laughs> give credit for the Texans, for Davis Mills to, to step in there right now. Yeah. And it seems like that that's enough of a spark for that for that team to actually get a couple of wins. Now, you're doing it at the end of the year, which it, it's going to kind of screw your, your, mm-hmm. your drafting mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you, imagine if they win out now, right. they win in the last two games, now yeah. they're going to be screwed on that top five pick. Right, and now if you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, it really does come down to these last two weeks. How about this, the competition that they have now? Yeah. They have Kansas City this week, yep. and next week they have the Cleveland Browns. So again, which is obtainable, it, it, they could beat Cleveland. They could beat them, but again, they could also be tough games that could, they could lose. So they could lose one of these games or two. Uh, luckily, they can come out with with both of them. But when it's so close, when everybody's tied here at ten mm. and six, and especially if you're right there in the third seed, right behind the Titans, Titans have a more favorable schedule for here on out. They've got a nice shot to get that number two seed. Uh, but either way, after it's all said and done. Only that number one seed still gets that bye week, so they'll have to play that wild card weekend. Absolutely. And we'll, it'll be exciting to see what some of these eighth seeds are because, again, in this AFC, I think any team can win any of these. So, I mean, it's not it's not like the, the NFC mm-hmm. where we've seen a lot of just separation. terrible separation to yeah. where most of them are already out and they're laying down in the basement. Uh, but – uh, some of these are attainable here. Now let's take a look at the Buffalo Bills again, who uh, had a couple games skid here. Mm-hmm. You know, could get it together, but now two game winning week, streak. It was nice, got it together, and now uh, they they take out the Patriots and they move up into that fourth seed. Um, who do they have moving forward, Joe? They have the Atlanta Falcons, which that's definitely a winnable game for them. 
because uh, the Falcons just haven't looked good th- this year either. I mean, they're not very good altogether. Um, early, I mean, early on in the season, they were uh, terrible, like absolutely terrible. Offensively, defensively, they didn't have an answer for anything. Uh, now it seems like they're starting to figure some things out, especially offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like they're getting better. They're getting more equipped, more acquainted with everybody. The chemistry is getting better. Kyle Pitts, the rookie tight end slash receiver, whatever you want to call him, he's starting to ascend as one of those go-to type players for them. And they've stolen some wins, you know what I mean, in the, in the latter part of the season. So, But they barely never beat know. Detroit, Detroit even last week. I uh, know, but they won. I mean, that's <laughs> the thing. It's the well, game now they've the... got the Buffalo Bills uh, coming up, and then the Bills have the Jets in Week 18. So that looks favorable for them, too, as <laughs> I well. Hope, I hope that's favorable. Yeah, yeah you, would, you would think. You would hope so, you know. Uh, it's, get, it's, it's funny to see some of these teams that actually uh, win after not mm-hmm. having their head coach there either, too, because Robert right. Sala was out because of COVID and stuff, too, for right. their head coaching position. And they, they played well, you know. But really, a lot of it was, too, uh, <laughs> that big run that, you know, Zach Wilson had had. That was a big part of their their mm-hmm. their game mm-hmm. uh, moving forward. But the Bills, again, yeah, they're right hopefully there. got the fire back, and that's what you want to do. You want to start hitting on all cylinders here these next uh, two weeks here and, and coasting into the playoffs here. But, again, where depending on where they're seated, they want to try and move up near those those Titans because then then you might have to be able to play the Dolphins or, or, or a team like that. Uh, um that might be in this playoff hunt still, or maybe the the Chargers and the Raiders are out there, are out there at eight and seven. I and the Ravens still are out there, but again, they've been struggling with so much this season mm. uh, for them to get into that playoffs. But maybe if they can get people healthy and bounce back into the playoffs, that would be an interesting thing too. Almost a little dark horse coming in as an eight seed. <laughs> and let's talk about the Colts for example. That's a team that didn't look too too good early on in the season, and now they're coming on really strong. They're they're hitting they're hitting in stride at the right moment right now. Uh, towards the end of the season, they are definitely on the rise big time, and they are competing every single week. They are winning some games that we thought maybe they might lose. I mean, even uh, last week uh, they they played the Bills, and you you thought for a second there. I mean, I did. Uh, I thought the you know uh, or no not last week. What am I thinking? Who did the Colts play last week? Colts played. Um uh, which one call it? What the hell? They just played um the other night. Oh man, I can't believe I can't think of it here. Colts uh, pl- Colts played the Cardinals. Cardinals, Cardinals, yeah. I should and that's a that's that. a team. Saturday night Cardinals. That's a team I thought was a shoe yeah. in that the, the Cardinals were going to take that win right there oh, away from the Colts. And the Colts impressed yet once again, and and surprised some people. So uh, the Colts are they're just red hot right now. I mean, it's almost like they can't do anything wrong. The only thing is now that coming into this week uh, is th- so far Wentz is on COVID list. Uh, just happened like mm-hmm. th- th- today. So if as long as he tests negative by Sunday, he'll be okay. He'll be okay and he'll be able to play. But it is a one o'clock game, so I wonder how much that's going to come into play. You know, one o'clock versus four o'clock game. Uh, you know, whether that, that test, you know, imagine, imagine that, like, if he tests positive at, at uh, 12 o'clock, but then later on that day it's a negative, mm-hmm. it would be kind of crazy. Yeah, he's going to be facing uh, your, your your Vegas Raiders there. Yeah. And if not, it's going to be Brett Huntley right there in the spot to be their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, well, I yeah, think their I mean, defense has really played really well, too. In that game, that's yeah, what I definitely. thought was a big major part of that game because the offensive offensively, the uh, the running game was kind of Jonathan Taylor was really getting uh, kind of you know locked kept in check 
they were able to make some big plays. T.Y. Hilton, a few of them there. And, and Carson Wentz, let me tell you, too, he's almost, for some reason, to me, he still gets the penalties that um, – you know, that's still roughing the passer and stuff like that. Mm. But for some reason, it really seems like a lot of defenders just want to wallop the crap out of him. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like it? every time they got a shot, they were like, dude, like even the Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones had it easy just to walk away from it because the ball had already gone by, and he couldn't pass up the opportunity just to clothesline uh, Carson Wentz and get the penalty. Uh, but the, the Arizona Cardinals, all the other two, that's the thing too. Yeah. A team that really was undisciplined and made way too many mistakes and way too many penalties to really get them out of this game too, to where even it was close for a little while and it, it was just rough to watch. And the fact that they can't even go to, to Edmonds and get the running game, even though, uh, James Conner wasn't there, they couldn't get the running. You got to be more balanced because when you keep Kyler Murray back there and then your only other option is to fake to a running back, but keep it still. They already know what you're doing there. They're going to mm -hmm. be able to game plan towards that, and uh, that's what you've been seeing. Yeah, and I just want to check real quick. We got some know-it-all banter going on. Roger oh, yeah. Kirkpatrick fires back, says, beating Tom is better than winning the final. Oh, <laughs> man. Shots fired. Shots fired. He's got him. Yeah, so maybe that is, you know, maybe they've got a little uh, – uh, but yeah, I mean, forth, but. I mean, going back to the Colts real quick, you know, their defense has been playing pretty darn well. I mean, they, they've been and I doing think they their won thing. Even watching that, it seemed like Carson Wentz made a lot of mistakes. So I think mm -hmm. they've been winning despite of his play. I don't think he's been playing really great. Yes, he hasn't he's turned been the doing ball good, over, though. but a lot of inaccurate passes. Maybe it was due to some pressure. But whenever it seemed like they, he, uh, there was the smallest bit of pressure. He tried to just get out and just rush the ball and like throw it in the dirt quick just to get rid of it. When he mm -hmm. could have even held onto it a little longer and made a play, step up in the pocket and make a play. It just seemed like he was quitting on a lot of them and, and, it's hard, and a it's few hard, inaccurate it's, passes. But it, he was getting walloped out. It's well. hard to say when you can't see the whole field like he does. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. let's just say, for example, you see we see him escape the pocket really quickly, right? And then he just throws it away. Well, what we don't see is maybe everybody was covered. There was nobody that was going to get open, and that's why he just ended the play. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to say that as, as fans sitting at home watching it. Um, I know fans that are at the game could probably talk more on it. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I would say he's doing a fair job. I, think, I, I feel like Wentz is doing a, an adequate job, and that's why they are where they are. I mean, don't get, don't get me wrong. Like, Jonathan Taylor deserves a hell of a lot of credit for it. But at the oh, same time... Wentz is making the plays that need to be made when they need it. I, I mean, yeah, he is making, you know, some some missed throws. He's missing some targets and, and that type of thing. But, I mean, I, you know, he, he he's not killing them either. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, that's the thing. He's uh, not killing so them. So I, I feel like, you know, they're, they're doing okay. And they're in, listen, they're in the playoff hunt right now. They are right there in the playoffs as we speak. If they ended today, they would be in. Uh, so and their team that's on the rise. Listen, they won three straight now mm -hmm. coming into this week and they are second in this division right now. They are mm -hmm. only a game away mm -hmm. from taking the crown of the AFC South. So a team that early on we thought, oh, man, we don't think they're going to make it now. You know, what I mean, they they weren't looking too hot uh, and, and they were down a little bit. They had to fight their way back and now they're right there 
in competition for the yeah, division. Yeah, they've got to face your Vegas Raiders, and then right. they uh, they play the uh, Jaguars, too, after on the uh, Week 18, so that looks favorable as well. And then right, right there, if they beat your Raiders, then that, I think that eliminates your Raiders then out of it. They've got to be, what, 8-8 eight and eight then. So, you know, mathematically, there might be a little spot there, so depending on what the Patriots or the really what the Dolphins do. It's really um, dependent so, on what everybody yeah. does. Yeah, I mean, so. because... <laughs> uh, but yeah, then you've got the uh, the the Patriots again, who now looked like again we we've, we saw you know the winning streak that they had. Mac Jones, even though uh, you know he he was playing well, but then the last couple of games not so much, but doing enough to try and get the team back in there. Really, I think their defense has, has been struggling on on this end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, he, where he was in question three weeks back to where he didn't have to do a lot against the Bills. They just kept running, handing the ball off. Yeah, it's and, and, you know, here he goes. So they're like, all right, well, well, is it the scheme or is it just Mac Jones? Is he that good? And blah, 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 and you hear all that stuff. But they fall in the last couple uh, weeks, and now they fall four spots down to the sixth seed here uh, to where they've got to play the Dolphins uh, week 18. And uh, who do they play this week? The Jacksonville Jaguars. So then they can beat the Jaguars this week. And then maybe the Dolphins, again, that's going to be a, a, a game that matters. That's the thing mm-hmm. we're looking at in this, these last two weeks here. Yeah. These games are going to matter. And you just hope, again, that a lot Every of these guys matters. can stay, stay healthy here. And, and we're going to sh- see where it shuffles mm-hmm. and, and, and plays here for the Patriots. And when Tom's talking about, you know, they want to see Patriots Bucks, yeah, that's a good storyline to have here too. But you also think that maybe even, you know, they want to see – uh, the Kansas City Chiefs up there, too, because they've been kind of the cream, cream of the crop there. He's got the flashy Patrick Mahomes, the young talent that's on the commercials all the time, really pushing the label of the NFL out there. And maybe they want the Cowboys and, and Dak Prescott and those guys out there, America's team, to finally bounce back and make a storyline. I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, <who knows? laughs> all right. So uh, but the Patriots, they got an opportunity to move up still. Like I said, now the Dolphins, we talked about them, and now they've got the Patriots that they're going to be facing. Uh, week 18 and this week they've got the Tennessee Titans so that's going to be a tough one and then you're looking at this they face all each other so these are all these teams that are in the hunt are actually facing each other it can't get any better than this it's almost like those divisional uh, rivalries that get to play each other at the end of the season to see what happens too as well all right. let, let's take a look real quick uh, on the, the player the teams that are on the bubble do we think they're even going to have a shot I mean, Chargers and the Raiders right now in the AFC, they are on the bubble. Chargers are on a downturn for some reason. They just can't seem to figure out. Actually, they just can't get out of their own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then as far as the Raiders go, listen. Two divisional teams I, they had to face. I feel like they, the, the, the Raiders, they, they've had to go through, like, so much freaking turmoil this season. Mm-hmm. Whether, like, they lose their, their leader and their, and their coach in John Gruden. You know, they, they've, they're missing players. Ruggs gets into trouble. He's done for, for, you know, a lifetime. And it's like, what more can go wrong for them? I, I just feel like it's a, it was a complete uphill battle for them right now. And I feel it's going to be extremely difficult. Even if, let's just say, for example, even if they were to win the next two games, I still feel like it, it, it's not a guarantee that they make, make the playoffs. Because, yeah, of, just... because it's all predicated on now uh, ahead of them. Whether guy whether the teams lose or not, like Patriots, they're right there. I mean, everybody's so close. It's just absolutely insane. Absolutely, uh, Roger Kirkpatrick's in the house. He says, "Poor Tom, beaten by a lifelong Raider fan and Canadian." There you go. Oh, there we go. Nice. The the, uh, the Raiders. 
And uh, he says, uh, Tom's NFL News and Updates group is a great Facebook group, and it's been a blast to help out as an admin. And uh, just went <laughs> off of my screen that I was reading. Here we go. Let's see. But shout out to Tom Leiter and his group, though. That is they, correct. It is a great, a great Facebook group to be part of. So that's right, NFL News and Updates. Uh, Tom Leiter says, playoffs. We're talking playoffs. Uh, Raiders, LOL, LOL. Here we go. Uh, but, yeah, they, and they have to face um, – the Chargers, uh, Week 18, the Raiders yeah. there, and then Denver Broncos uh, face the, the Chargers here too, which, again, that could be a close game. You know, you're not sure how that's going to happen. Yeah, because you saw even that Raiders and and Denver game, that was close, even though you had Drew Locke into that game too as well. So these guys, they know each other. They keep facing each other. Uh, it's always tight. It's going to be uh, knockout, dragout right until the last week. I mean, for the Raiders, it's just going to be because of poor coaching is what they have to face. I mean, the offensive coordinator for the Raiders is actually what's holding back the Raiders' offense. Defensively, they, they, as long as they have a lead, they can, they can wreak havoc in the backfield. So um, I, I, the, it's an uphill struggle for them. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it because of all everything that they got to fight. I mean, but uh, it's, a, it's a long shot. We'll see what happens. A lot of these teams, it's so close right now. One slip-up from anybody, though. Look at the Titans, man. They're, they're on the verge. They could not only lose a division, but they could very quickly end up losing maybe the last two weeks, and then they're out of the playoffs just like that. So a lot can change in two weeks. Absolutely. Very exciting stuff right here. But let me tell you what I'm excited about is Mohawk Honda there, Freeman's Bridge Road. That's right, Joe, where they go out of their way to please you. They just gave away $60,000 to charities. They did the 12 days of giving. That's right. That's what kind of uh, company this is here. They're not only going to sell you the car of your dreams and give you the best deal. And, and cash in for your uh, traded too as well. Uh, they're also giving people all together, you know, and giving out to uh, charities amongst the community. So shout out to Mohawk Honda and make sure you guys check them out at MohawkHonda.com or go down to their spot there in Freebridge Ridge Road and check out all the inventory that they have. Talk to Hot Sauce and, and uh, Jake Doyle too out there in the VIP man. They're going to, do what you can, they can to get you to the into the car that you want and the one you deserve and the payments that you want. Mohawk Honda, where they go out of their way to please you. Um, but yeah, let's take a look at the uh, NFC picture now, Joe. We've got the 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 pan the, the uh, Packers that have been sitting there and just chilling, uh, still at that number one seed, kind of coasting there. Um, and then the Cowboys and the Rams and the Bucks all tied there at eleven and four, still in the talk. Mm -hmm. Of things and the Rams have kind of been kind of funny because they've uh, been had some issues where they have lost some players, you know, to to injuries and, and COVID and, and stuff, and then had some off games to where you're kind of like looking at Matthew Stafford, like what are you doing? And, and but silently, especially because of uh, the the fall of the Arizona Cardinals, crept back up in here and now lead this division. And the Cowboys, I think, even too, are that team that is kind of they're not really getting talked about a lot, I think. I think a lot of people think that they're still kind of just like, eh, you know, getting in there. Yeah, and that's because their offense really isn't clicking still. I mean, yeah, we saw last week they kind of blew up against Washington and whatnot, but Washington was missing a lot of players. There really wasn't too much they could do. They tried, but, I mean, honestly, the Cowboys' defense just ate up that, mm -hmm. that team. The offense just kind of fed off of what the defense was doing with turnovers and everything. I mean, there really was no hope for Washington last week. Uh, so that was kind of like an easy game for them. Referees and, helped and they kind of And they kind of woke, up, woke mm -hmm. up with that. However, I want to see what they can do this week. They, listen, they play the Cardinals this week. So let me see 
what this Cowboys team is really made of. Can they put up those kinds of points uh, against a competitive team, a good team? And if they can, then maybe they are legit. Maybe they are going to to make some noise when they get into the playoffs. So, um, listen, the, the Cowboys defense has been thriving. They've been playing so much better now that they got Micah Parsons. Listen, we've said it over and over, as long as you have him rush the quarterback and find different ways to, to use him like in that capacity, he was going to wreak havoc. With DeMarcus Lawrence and him and Randy Gregory all creating havoc in the back in the backfield, stopping the run, rushing the quarterback, and in turn, turnovers are happening for them. Uh, so it's going to be, you know, this. I feel like this week we're going to find out how good this Cowboys team really is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Rogers out there, he's replying to Tom out there when he says Raiders LOL. He's like, easy now. There's a slim hope. It won't happen, but uh, they're past the thirteen and uh, the 3 and 13 years. Um, so, Tom. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. All right. <laughs> he says Cooper Cup should be the MVP. I think so, too, because he's got the triple, triple crown going right now. Uh, and he says, uh, but Tom Brady is more glam and – I don't know. I think if Tom Brady gets the uh, the MVP, I'm going to be upset too because yes, yeah. he's putting up some passing numbers, but besides that, I mean, I don't know. I, again, I don't think he's really going to be like really league MVP at, at what he's been doing. You know, he's been able to be getting mm-hmm. shut down and stuff as well. Right. Uh, I think it, it's more open for debate. I think this is the year out of any of them to take a look at a Cooper Cup or Jonathan Taylor and seeing what these guys have been doing. Um, don't always just give it to the quarterback because they're the guy there to get the yards. Um, we're also going to see some more yardage, which the way because the way that we structured now, and then also we got an extra week this, this season too. So you're going to see some of those passing yardage uh, per per uh, uh, season uh, go up and get broken, and some of those uh, records get broken as well. But getting back to the Cowboys. I agree with you as well, too. That defense has really been locked in. Dan Quinn has done a whole lot with this this, this team. But, again, that personnel, they get Demarcus Lawrence. It seems like once they got him back, it was just everything. And then Randy Gregory, too, boom, click. That opened it up even more for Micah Parsons. And um, Diggs got his 11th you know, interception now and again. He's able to to do that and, and you know, you know, be there in the record books. Uh, but uh, but I think defensively they're really clicking, and, that, and that's a big part of it. The offense, like you said last week too, like did okay, they did all right. But again, against a, a battered uh, Washington team, to where the defense was just you know keeping the uh, the just um, the offense of the the, um, the the Washington football team just locked down, just pressuring Taylor Heineke. I felt so bad for that guy. <laughs> I mean, he was just getting pummeled, and just they had no answer for these guys. Uh, to where the defense of the Washington football team was just getting just frustrated as hell. Uh, but the Cowboys, you know, finally got to see their offense turn up a little bit, but they're going to face some of these tougher teams here into the playoffs, and they need, really need to step up and get that offense going here uh, because you've got the Rams, the Bucks, all kinds of teams that have the firepower, and Aaron Rodgers, you can't doubt him out no matter what who's back there for wide receivers, uh, but he's getting Lazard and some of those other guys more involved too in this thing. It's not just Devontae Adams. Uh, so watch out for that. So they're going to have to – this NFC is going to be pretty crazy with an air raid, I think, type of attack with all these guys because Cooper Cup and the Rams too, you can't deny what he's been doing with this with this team in the season too. No, you look at this playoff race too. The, this is another one. The, a lot can change in the seedings here. Uh, listen, the Packers are, have a game lead, and, and, the, and it's like the second, third, fourth, or the, they're all tied right now. Mm-hmm. So there's still – there's still a lot of lot of room for for error. There's still a lot of room for some movement here. The the Cardinals, which were once on top, 
maybe they they uh, the last two games they win and then some of these other teams falter so a lot can still change in the nfc as well mm-hmm. they've got the dallas cowboys this coming week so that's going to be tough because again right now if you take a look at this uh they would be facing the cardinals the cowboys and cardinals would be facing each other right now in the playoffs if they stayed at these two seats mm-hmm. so um for for the cowboys whether Green Bay could um, uh, lose this week or, or so or get up there, if they can beat the, the Cardinals, that would help get them into that number one spot because really that's what the Cowboys have to try and fight for now mm-hmm. is getting that rest. They want that number one seed, seeing they're only a game away right now, how close they are to get this here. And if, to, to, if they could shut out the Cardinals and even try to bounce them from the playoffs and have to try and maybe get some of these other teams in here like the Eagles or the 49ers to where – you know, I don't think they're really good altogether, too. They're kind of kind of backdooring, I think, into the playoffs. That's a better team you would probably want to face than, than this Arizona Cardinals team to where they finally hit the switch and get their shit right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's right. That's going to have major implications. And look there, at the—I so. mean, look at the Rams right now. The Rams, which were kind of—they were teetering on on that vibe of like, oh well, we might we might start turning making a nosedive. You know, I mean, they, they weren't looking too well all, all of a sudden midway right, through the season. It was like, what's happening in L.A.? Is You know, is it Sean McVay is the problem? It, the, the, all those things started to swirl around again. Is he calling the right offense? What's happening? He's got the personnel. Uh, but listen, they, 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 got, they got it settled down. They got it back on track. Before the trade deadline, they pull off a couple of moves. They get Von Miller to add to that pass rush. And now this, this Rams defense got back on track. They are starting to play much better again, and this offense is also, listen, nobody can stop Cooper Cup. The guy's just unstoppable this season, and he's just just tearing up defenses left and right. So uh, Cooper Cup, he's got my vote for MVP because I think this guy is like just absolutely annihilating the competition. But Rams, they are another team that are right there, and with a couple of weeks left, who knows how much can change. Maybe the Rams could also leap up into that first uh first seed so a lot can happen the rams are right there the buccaneers are next rams, on that list just let you know quick the rams have the 49ers in week 18 and then they have baltimore ravens this week coming up and depending on who the quarterback mm. is i mean they could easily win that game too because the defense has, has been struggling for baltimore and, right, and again right. you know their their uh their quarterback situation so yeah and then we bring it bring it to the buccaneers mm-hmm. where this is a team that early on in the season we're like wow these guys no doubt about it they're shoo-ins for playoffs. You know what I mean? They're going to make it as long as everyone stays healthy. But now we're starting to notice that things aren't so peachy down down south in Florida because uh, they're also hampered by injuries. Mike Evans banged up. You know, COVID's happening with that team. Mm-hmm. And, and Godwin's it, out for the season. You Godwin's know. done for the, mm-hmm. for the season. Uh, also, you look at uh, Antonio Brown, who's been absent. Now it looks like he's coming back this week, which has got to be a huge relief uh, for Tom Brady. Uh, and the rest of this offense. And then you got Leonard Fournette, who was out. Uh, Ronald Jones is now, you know, the, the, the go-to guy. A lot, thing, a lot of things are changing with this team late in the season to where this might affect them in their playoff run. Uh, they might still very well make the playoffs, which looks like it's going to happen. But how much is this going to affect them in the playoffs? They're not going to have the same team that they did last year. It's going to be very, very different. So uh, they're going to have they're they're another team that has to fight for everything that they get. 
Yeah, the thing, luckily for them, is they play the Jets this week, so that should be nice for them uh, to help bounce back, too. Uh, and like you said, in the running back situation, they even had that guy named Vaughn, you know, get a big old run for them. Uh, and that's, that's the thing that we've talked about with the, the Bucks is like they were so deep uh, at wide receiver and even some of the other personnel that they have. Uh, you know, tight ends, you should be able to get the get these wins and get these things done, too. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and um, so now they face the Panthers here in week 18, too. So it looks like a nice, clean road for them to try and go through here. So now I think that really is going to put some of the pressure on the way the Packers play here because you've got the Jets and you've got the Panthers to where the Panthers, you want to talk about quarterback situations there, they have they have a pretty bad quarterback room to do as, as well on their what? end. What, what, what's going on with them? What the hell is Matt Rule doing? Can someone know. can someone you know answer that because last week Sam Darnold was able to come back right mm -hmm. but they named Cam Newton the starter but then they but used Cam Newton has been sucking too but they <laughs> right he's been terrible yeah. but then they've they, what they did in that game was they kept switching quarterbacks yeah 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 playing they, it like a college Darnold, role listen it like. they were in the red zone they had they brought Cam in he he you know he he didn't do anything it was third and goal and they bring in Darnold on third and goal and nothing happens it's like. <coughs> What are you doing? Why do you keep changing quarterbacks? Play to play, series to series. That's not how you do things in the NFL. So I don't know what Matt Rule was thinking, but it definitely wasn't about winning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so the Bucs, I think they've got every chance to go in there. Like you said early on, um, they even struggled that first game against the, the, the Cowboys, uh, but were able to pull out that win. But you said it kept it going, kept it going. But now maybe Antonio Brown can can get come back and help out this team, and he can have that weapon because you saw the difference when Antonio Brown wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, what toll that really took on the offense because he was kind of that go-to guy and that deeper threat for for the uh, the Buccaneers. And and the fact that they don't have Mike Evans, who is really their scoring threat in the end zone area in the red zone, uh, to not have him, he's got to look to other options and feel more comfortable going to some of these other guys that they have. Definitely. And then you look at guys like Scotty Miller, who, who kind of Tom Brady established a chemistry early on when he first got to Tampa with, with Scotty Miller. And even though he's not technically a starter, when he does, when he is inserted into the game, he's definitely balling out with Tom Brady. Brady loves to get him the football. So it's like players like that, guys that have potential, guys that 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 just get it with Tom Brady. You know, those are the guys that are tending to thrive. Uh, you know, week in and week out when, when, when they don't have their key players in. I mean, that it, it's definitely going to be concerning with Chris Godwin not being there because he, he was that big, that kind of like, not under the radar, but like kind of like that second tier to Mike Evans, like playmaker. You know what I mean? Like he, he had two playmakers. He had Evans and he had Godwin. And now that he doesn't have Godwin anymore, who was more of that quicker, shiftier type of receiver that he could just get the ball to and watch him run after the catch, you know that that's going to be a little bit different for Tom now. Now that when he when he needs it the most, he's going to have to rely rely on guys like Scotty Miller, especially if Mike Evans is double teamed and they're, and they're and they're trying to shut him out of the game. So I mean, this team is going to go through a little bit of a change uh, as they make their playoff run. But let's see what happens. All right, there's a couple of comments here. Sorry, you guys out there. Restream was kind of acting up, so our chat box was acting up, so I haven't got to your comments, but I'm going to read them off right now and try and get to you guys, so I apologize we haven't got to them yet. Uh, John uh, Kirk, Roger Kirkpatrick says, Jonathan Taylor is the most entertaining player in the league. Uh, good MVP candidate. Definitely. It will go to Rogers, but it's not an easy one to rank and pick. 
Mm-hmm. And then Tom uh, Tom Leiter says Cowboys defense defensive uh, defense wins championships here. It's true. And Gaz is in the house with us tonight. He says uh, Mike McCarthy looks like someone who smells bad. Go Bucks! There you go. So <laughs> you got somebody on the other end of the spectrum here that's saying I want the Cowboys to lose some of these and get up in there and get a better seed here. Uh, but but you know we'll see. But even seeing the Bucks, how about seeing them on one of those lower tier seeds? I mean that's kind of scary. To, to, to be able to see something like that too uh so that that could be some of these these storylines here too like we had said in the afc uh, uh, what team you want to face that are the lower seeds because anybody can get beaten by some of these guys if you even got the cardinals or the buccaneers here in the mm-hmm. in the fifth sixth seed somewhere around there uh that could get scary that could get scary uh, moving forward in, in the playoffs uh if tom Leiter says uh, niners got swept by seattle uh, come on, man. Yeah, and that's the thing. The <laughs> Niners. I uh, I saw they. I suppose they had that game there. Um. Uh. That you know against the 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 um the Tennessee Titans here, but they let that one slip away mm-hmm. too. Uh. Yeah. They're in rough shape. You want to talk about quarterback situations here now? Jimmy G. He's got that injury too, so he's done. And and uh. So this has got to be Trey Lance moving forward for the rest of the season and then just moving on. So they got to make a decision on Jimmy G at the end of this year. Are they trying to move him? What hey. kind of value are they going to get for him or, or what, or just say, yeah. Hey, let's keep you in the, in the quarterback room. And now you guys have to fight it out maybe next season. And that's the thing is like, they're not going to pay him to be a backup with that kind of money. So yeah. they're definitely going to either have to move on from him, whether it be via trade or, or if they can get out from that contract, they're going to cut. Them. You know what I mean? So, uh, listen, Trey Lance is the future. Whether you 49er fans like it or, or or dislike it, they drafted him for a reason. So they're going to give him ample opportunities to be the guy. Uh, and whether – I don't know if they can, they can financially do it. I mean, obviously they can because Trey Lance is on his rookie deal. So if they wanted to, I guess they could keep Jimmy G, you know, a, as the backup. But, man, that's a lot of money to pay a backup. Um but also, it's like, listen, they're going to turn the page. Trey Lance, is, they're going to make him the starter going forward. They're going to utilize him in the offseason and, and get him game ready for next season to go. Uh, so this offense is going to ha- change a little bit too. I mean, he's a mobile quarterback, so they're going to mm-hmm. utilize that along with all these different plays that they've been using, especially Debo Samuel, who's like a wide receiver slash running back at this point. Yeah, at this point. And yeah. um and let's see what they can come up with with offensively. And then also in this NFC hunt too is there's still two playoff bursts left in the, in this team that or in this uh, conference that still has to be you know figured out. Niners right now are eight and seven. The Eagles are eight and seven. Uh, what else we got? We got seven and eight. The Vikings. Falcons are still. Unbelievable. The Falcons are still in the that's running. That's what's bad about some of these because yeah, on the bubble that's a really. Uh, you know, I but mean, they it's, are. It's they're doable. still there. It's doable, they're still there. Yeah. Until yeah. they get eliminated, they still got a shot. Yeah. So uh, there's, there's still a chance. Even Washington right. football team. That's a sad thing here at six and nine. You know, you're you're there and you're 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 still in the talks. Uh, but right. again, some of these t- games, really, these two weeks are going to iron it all out mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these teams are facing each other. You, you've got the Arizona Cardinals are going right. to be facing the Cowboys. Right. Right. So Cowboys, if they can take a licking on their, on the the Cardinals and, and make them lose again, that's big to help knock them out of this thing or now, at least bring some of those it's other It's just going to be seeding. That's just going to change the seeding for right now. Uh, because then if some of these other teams win, say say they're the Eagles win, down. see if the Eagles win, they're, they're nine, they, they become 9-7. and seven. They're in the talks here. So then you've got uh, – 
the, the Cardinals who play the Seahawks on week 18, how nice would it be for Tom Leiter's Seahawks to play spoiler here yeah, definitely. And, and beat the division, one of the division rivals in, in the Arizona Cardinals here and take mm -hmm. them out and be spoiler for them and b bounce them while the, uh, who do the Eagles have to play week uh, 18? Do, 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 do. Eagles are playing the Cowboys. So Cowboys can even help bounce them again if they could face the Eagles. But the Eagles, if they could somehow pull something out of here, if, if, if the Cowboys feel comfortable in their seat and maybe rest the plays, a couple players or not, not sure, because we've seen some of these games go weird. We've seen the Eagles throw a game just so the Giants couldn't make it into the playoffs. So uh, who knows, with Mike McCarthy, like Tom, Tom Goss is saying, who smells really funny and smells bad, and just the, the way he's handling his team sometimes, uh, what are they going to do in, in that situation? Uh, you know, it's a divisional team. This defense has been uh, playing tough for, for Philadelphia at times. Uh, will they just falter for some reason in this game? Who knows? Will the Cowboys' offense not be able to get it going here? Will they just be relaxed and, and not really looking at Philadelphia like a threat? Uh, so, again, a lot of this is all going to get ironed out these next two weeks here. Yeah, I think in the interesting thing is I was just looking at, like, what, what their standing was against the Niners, and they swept the Niners. So, if that was to happen and they lose their next two games, I, feel, I still feel like they'll still be in the playoffs, uh, even even if it's, uh, you know, as a seventh seed. You know what I mean? Ooh, uh, the, 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 Cardinals. the Cardinals. Yeah, so uh, a, lot, a lot can change with seeding-wise in the NFC. But I don't, I don't see too many teams getting just bowed out and, and kicked out. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still possible. But uh, for the, for these teams like the Atlanta Falcons, I think it's a long shot. The Saints yeah. obviously Absolutely are a long shot. Long they don't have, even yeah. have a quarterback. Uh, in Washington, they're, they're as good as dead. Uh, Minnesota is one of those teams where throughout, this, throughout the season, we were like, eh, they're not going to do nothing. Oh, geez, who'd they beat? And, and it's like they've been surprising us along the way. And – they are one of those teams like maybe they could pull off an upset. Maybe. I mean, this week's going to be really tough because they got to go into Green Bay and, and try to pull off a, a big time upset. Uh, but ugh. I mean, I don't even know who they're facing it the last week of the season. But uh, it, this week alone is a tough uphill climb for them. Uh, but I, I mean, I, I would feel like the Green Bay Packers just want to kind of cement and staying up in that number one seed. They, they're definitely got something to play for. They got to play the Bears week eighteen. Yeah, so and that's a winnable game. I mean, they beat the Bears the first time around. So, mm -hmm. uh, what's to say they can't do it again? Uh, Green Bay, though, that's that's a little bit tougher uh, opponent to try to conquer. So, uh, it's eesh, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, you know, what has been a big story for the Minnesota Vikings is Justin Jefferson. Been a real big deal, especially since, you know, Adam Thielen was out for consecutive weeks. Right, had to He's take been over. A big, you know, uh, effort, a big uh, part of them getting that winning because they've had Dalvin Cook in there at times, but then also facing injuries back and forth, you know, in the running back situation. And, and like I said uh, a few weeks ago, you know, a lot of their big focal point was how well. Dalvin Cook, if he was able to play for one, and how well he did when he was in there because he's a big factor of this offense. It's almost mm -hmm. the way the uh, Dallas Cowboys were at Zeke when he had his prime. It revolved around Dalvin Cook, and they, all the rest of the guys were beautiful parts to dump it down to and make some plays. Uh, but in his passing and not even having him at times, um, he's been a big go-to guy 
for, for Kirk sure. Cousins and, and making it happen for them. Uh, this is going to be a tough divisional game uh, moving forward against the Packers. They've got a tough road because even the Bears, another tough divisional game to where the Bears have played tough and defensively uh, as of late and to pull out that win against the uh, the, the, the Seahawks in the end of that game with with Nick Foles. I mean, that was something uh, amazing in itself here. So, uh, again, I'm not sold completely on, on the Vikings in, in all these games, no. even too, because we've seen week to week how they can just turn. You know, it's just like that. You're not sure mm -hmm. what you're getting with some of these guys. On any given Sunday, it, it could be anybody. So that's got. I mean, that's got to show you something about the Minnesota Vikings, though. Like, yeah, they've they faltered, but they've also done really well. And, and they've kind of gone back and forth throughout the season. So I, it, to me, it shows if you're a Vikings fan, it's got to show you like, listen, we're close. We're almost there, but just not quite. You know what I mean? So, you know, they might surprise you one week, but then the next couple of weeks they, they falter. But they are one of those teams that they're on the cusp of becoming a definite contender. But they're just they just don't have enough pieces just yet. Mm -hmm. Tom Leiter says uh, COVID has every chance to win the playoffs. All bets are off. It's true. <laughs> yeah, they do. They probably. They, and I just hope again, it's gonna be tough in these next couple of weeks. How how big of a factor that's gonna be? Oh, it's a uh, huge factor. There, so. we're already seeing it now in the last couple of weeks. How how much that's a factor? Mm -hmm. So, uh, definitely gonna be part of the game. And and here's the thing: is NFL like we've said this earlier in the show, but it's like they gotta stick by what they said they were going to do. You know. Teams are going to have to forfeit. I know that's not what they mm -hmm. want. They want them to play it out. They want the, the you know the best team win type of deal. But you've already made that decision that you weren't going to do this. Now, already in the last two to three weeks, we've had games being moved. We've had games on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Like they tried to draw a hard line, and <laughs> that's what it is. They tried to draw a hard line. And, you know, and it will we'll lessen some of the regulations here and there, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you're seeing all these positives turn up and things like that. So they're like, how can we combat this but still not be, you know, blah, blah, blah. They totally forgot about that hard line that they drew. So now everybody yeah, else right. is looking at them and been like, dude, yeah, what happened? You know what I mean? You, you talked a big game, all this other stuff. Yep. But now when it comes down to it, you want all this out there and a the product out there and everything and stuff and you lose your, your money. It's a whole different story. So, uh it, it, we'll see what happens, how big of a, you know, a factor it is uh, moving forward. But you know what's a big factor right now, Joe? It's freezing out here it in, is freezing. in upstate New York. Yes, and a big factor is getting your heating checked in all your furnaces. Yeah. I know mine's checked, and it's all good to go. Filters They're all good, all good now. to go. I love Johnstone Supply, buddy. Why don't you tell everybody about Johnstone Supply? Yeah, Johnstone Supply in Troy, New York. These are, are the guy, These are the heating professionals. They also do cooling as well. Uh, that's but right. Listen, so when it gets hot, that's right. Uh, so if you're looking to upgrade your system, or you just want to get a checkup on it, or maybe even you have some questions for these guys, mm -hmm. Johnstone Supplier are the guys to go to. Listen, they've been family owned and operated for decades. They've helped out the you know the capital region, upstate New York, for quite mm -hmm. some time. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to visit them, you go ahead and visit their store on Sixth Avenue in Troy, New York. Uh, if you want more information, they can also they can also help you out with any kind of questions that you have. Listen. Whether it's finding the proper change for your filters, whether it's just doing that routine checkup like Jim mentioned for your heating and cooling needs, these are the guys, these are the professionals to go to. Um, Johnson Supply and their, tr and, the tr and their staff can help you answer any questions that you may have. From George to Tom and the rest of the staff, they're looking forward to helping you guys. You can go ahead and follow them on Facebook as well. 
or even just give them a call at 518-272-5922. Johnstone Supply in Troy, New York on 6th Avenue. Make sure you hit them up. They're the guys to go to. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. They've got a spot in Florida, too. So I don't know how close it is to Mike Tackett out there, but I know he's out there in Florida. Tom Leiter just, uh, just said he goes, Johnson Supply, Heat, NFL News, and Updates. Oh, yeah. I like, <laughs> I like it. That. I like it. There, there you go. You go. Uh, <laughs> it's going to come down to death, he also says, with everything with COVID. Yes, absolutely. I, and you know what the music means. It's the time for the picks competition. Again, the picks are coming in hot and heavy. There it is. There is the standings. Joe got another game up on me last week. I went with the damn Jaguars, and I, I swear I could have had it. God damn you. But, <laughs> oh, well, it is what it is. And we're you. still combating all this COVID and guys in and out, so we're changing our picks throughout every the, the week and oh, stuff. It's crazy. And trying to make it work. So but crazy. here it is what it's all for. Right now it looks like I'm going to be drinking this thing at the end of the season, but we got a few weeks left. Let's keep it close here. Let's see what I can do. But this is it. We're playing for all the marbles and all the alcohol right there. So, guys, go ahead and do your picks with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, I don't think he posted his picks yet on, on the, on no, the he page yet. So no. He just started joining us and watching us, by the way. So, shout out to uh, – Mike Tackett as well with, with us in the house. Joe, uh, what do we got here? We got all the games on Sunday except for Monday night's game. So no more Saturdays, no more Thursdays here. What a bummer. It's all going down. So Sunday is going to be freaking crazy, buddy. You better be glued to that red zone or, or, the, or the television set. What do you think? <laughs> so the first game we got is Atlanta at Buffalo. Uh, this is a game that Buffalo needs. Hey, listen, they got to stay in the hunt. They got to maintain, maintain your composure. Maintain your composure. Whoa. Bills got to. I, I got to stay in the hunt too. The Bills need the win here. They have to, in order to, to cement themselves still as the number one leader in the division. They can't afford to, to lose because the Patriots are nipping at their heels right now. Uh, so I got Buffalo in this one. I can't see Atlanta winning this right now, but. We've seen crazier things. All right, Joe's got Buffalo. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills as well. Here again, Atlanta, they just does, don't have the personnel altogether. You know, again, uh, and I'm seeing struggling against teams that aren't really very good either. And uh, Matt Ryan, I mean, is he just on his downturn? You know, is he just, you know, not being able to get some of this stuff done without some of the weapons that he's used to having? I, I, mean, I tell you right now, I would put Matt Ryan on the Niners right now. And they're, go- and they're a contender for the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I'm I telling actually you right like now. that. I like that situation. How about you do that? But, again, they wouldn't make that call, though, if they not believed now. in Trey Lance. Though, not so now. That's what sucks. Yeah, no, like, not now. It would have been a nice I'm situation. I'm just saying. If like, they didn't go quarterback in this past draft, I would have right. said absolutely. It sounds yeah. good. Then he could right. even be reunited with his nephew, Mike, Mc- Mike McGlinky. That's right. He was, uh, he was right there. Reunited hey, family, here we go. Yeah, it makes me feel so good. I like it. All right, here we go. The New York Giants, they don't make me feel good. They are terrible. But, again, they're so injury-prone right now. And, yes, they've got uh, Jake Fromm in there, too. Just The, the is, season's over. The, is, is Daniel Jones definitely shut down for the rest he is, of the he, year? Yeah, okay. he's shut down. That next thing is situation. They just don't want to deal with it. Yeah, that's what they're saying. They just don't want to mess with it, man. Any kind of a neck issue, like, we seen uh, Maurice Hurst was one of those yeah. drafted players coming out of Michigan. Highly touted D-tackle. Everybody thought the world of this guy was going to be the next greatest D-tackle type of deal. But he had a neck issue coming out of college, and teams were scared from him. Nobody wanted to draft him. Uh, a neck issue is very, very scary because any little tweak, any little thing, you could be paralyzed, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how going forward for the Giants, this is a whole other topic we'll talk about in the offseason, but... Mm-hmm. Do they stick with Daniel Jones? They, obviously, they can keep him. He's still yeah. under rookie contract, but it's got to be concerning now going forward. Like, how healthy can he be? You know, 
continuing his his career now as a quarterback. Yeah, so. that would be definitely talk when it comes closer to the draft. Sorry, it kind of went off. No, that's over. fine. But, again, the New York Giants here, they're going into Chicago. Chicago plays better when they're at home, absolutely. They do. And, that, and that defense even has, has been playing uh, really well. And the Giants just don't have the personnel at this point. Uh, so I'm liking uh, the Chicago Bears in this one at home. Yeah, I mean, the the Giants, I love their defense. I, there's nothing wrong with that. But when, when you don't have your starting quarterback, when you don't have – those necessary pieces to keep this offense running, they're, they're going to continue to struggle. Listen, we've seen all the turnovers galore from New York last week. I feel like it's going to continue. And the Chicago defense is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I, too, am going to go with the Bears. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Next, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals here, Joe. Uh, what do you got for this one here? The Chiefs and the Bengals. Bengals looking really nice, but, again, against a tougher competition and a team that's up there at the upper echelon, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, they got to be able to take this one here at home. Yeah, this is, is going to be a good game. This is going to be a game that I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, but lo- logically, I would probably go with Kansas City because they're red hot right now. But I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I'm going to take a shot on this one. Uh, maybe it's going to give you a shot to, to catch up Who knows, up on yeah, because then that's uh, what I'm thinking because I'm so, like, I might just go with Kansas City here just to be – I'm going to uh, go – You can't blame me for it. So no, then maybe I'll get a chance to get back on here. So I'm Honestly, go I would City. pick the Chiefs, but I'm going to try to help my boy out a little bit to try I to hear catch you. up. But, no, I'm feeling you what you're saying, and, though. And, and, honestly, I think the Bengals do have a shot to win this game. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be like a walk in the park for Kansas mm-hmm. City. That's the uh, thing. One, listen, they've kind of had the luxury in these past, like, four or five games where they've been home – more often than not and they've kind of fed off that crowd the crowd energy and everything that's true too. kansas city now now they're gonna have to go into a hostile environment in cincinnati and this is a team that is also playing really well down the stretch so Mm -hmm. cincinnati could really make a statement if they're able to upset the chiefs this week this could not only catapult them higher you know i mean if the titans happen to lose and boom then now they're the second seed so Mm -hmm. uh Lot can lot, lot's gonna ride on this game, so I, I yeah I'm gonna take a shot and just have Cincinnati be my pick. Like I said, I like the pick too. I think if I went with my gut, I would say Cincinnati here too. But again, I'm looking to try and be strategic here. Real you can only put me yeah. behind one, but it might right. get me back into it. Real quick, Tom is picking alongside oh, of us. Uh, he's got Buffalo in the first game. He's got the uh, uh, Chicago Bears, and then he's got the Chiefs. And he also said before he said. Uh, uh, there are teams with franchise quarterbacks and those without Daniel who exactly. That's the problem here. He's got Chicago, Kansas City, he said, and uh, Higgins and Boyd are tough. There, see, he's got KC for that one. Yeah, it'll be tough. We'll see. I'm, I'm yeah. hoping it's going to be a good game. You know, so at the very uh, least, I think it will be. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, playoff implications there. Uh, Miami Dolphins and the Tennessee Titans. We talked about this earlier because mm-hmm. these, these are the teams that are going to be facing each other and trying to vie for a spot here through the playoffs and seeding. Um, Miami Dolphins on a seven-game winning streak here. Titans, again, uh, hit and miss at times. But, again, those better teams prevail. And I yeah. think overall, I think uh, this is a, a probably just a, a better team right now. Two former New England uh, you know, coach of their yeah. fr- franchise. You know, uh, Mike Vrabel wasn't a coach for them, but uh, for the Patriots, but he used to play for him, stuff like that. From for, same from that organization in that tree, though. Uh, I think I'm going to slide with Tennessee on this one. I think the the winning streak of Miami uh, ends, ends right, right here there. because even in that last game. I was watching them, and it took really their defense to play really tough to get them into that game. Tua was making turnovers and mistakes, and that offense really wasn't moving really well. Um, so I, I like uh, the Tennessee Titans in this one. I'll attribute to that offense not running well because that Saints defense is pretty darn good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, I mean, this one, you're going with the Tennessee Titans. 
I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Miami Dolphins in this one. All I right. really love how the defense is playing for the Dolphins. They are playing lights out, and I, and I feel like they're going to do enough to make this a real good game. All right, and dolphins. what's up with Waddle's dance? I know he's, his last name is Waddle. Do you have to do that stupid, dumb yeah, penguin dance? Yeah, he's the Waddle guy. It's kind you know. of weird, man. <laughs> it's weird. Let him live. Hey, I guess he's a so. rookie. You know how old he is? It's weird, man. <laughs> I don't get it. But anyways, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Indianapolis Colts. Joe, what do you got in this one, the Vegas Raiders and the Colts? Listen, I, I don't have any confidence in the coaching staff for the Raiders. I know they pulled off a win just barely last week, and I feel like – uh, their their offensive coaches are just actually holding back this offense. I know that they don't have all their pieces together anymore, but man, there's some missed opportunities with with what the, what they're doing. Every first down it seems like it, it seems like every first down they're still running the ball again. It, it seems like there's no creativity. So because of that, I, I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna do much against this Colts team. Listen, Colts defense is playing so much better right now. The Colts' offense is hitting it on all cylinders, and and they're getting healthier this week. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Colts on this one. Right. Uh, uh, Tom has the Tennessee Titans, and then he has the Colts. I'm going to go with the Colts too as well because even if uh, Brent Huntley ends up being the uh, the the quarterback, I think they again going to try and control the running game uh, and, and, and get that going there. And I think once the the, the Raiders are on the field. Like you said, the offensive choices are going to be a uh, part of the mistakes and having that defense on the other side to ju- just to help uh, <laughs> apply the pressure on Derek Carr and stuff like that. It's going to get, I think, ugly at times. I mean, so, deciding I, factor I, for I that game is Colts. Deciding, deciding factor for that game is, listen, the Raiders have struggled against the run. If Taylor's mm-hmm. able to run all day, mm-hmm. that game's over. So, I mean, we saw uh, Booker put up uh, a lot of yardage here against the Raiders here at the, at the, the Giant Stadium. So uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the uh, New England Patriots, uh, Jacksonville, just again, a bad team, just doesn't look all together defensively. They're really they struggled last week. And that's the really sad thing about this team. Uh, so New England Patriots able to bounce back from that loss against the Bills. I like the Patriots. Their one victory they're going to get at home. Let's go, Jacksonville. <laughs> Come on, you can do this. No, yeah. I'm going with the Patriots oh. on this one. This is one of those shoe in picks that. It should be. It should be. It should work out. But we'll see. Yeah, I got New England. All right, here we go. We got the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints. Damn, this is an ugly game here. But uh, Taysom Hill and those guys, they're going to still be out on COVID watch still, right? You think? On all that, are we going to see Ian Book again? I don't know. Uh, Can we put a disclaimer on this one? Yeah, we're going to definitely put a disclaimer on this one. Let's say if Taysom Hill starts, we're going to pick the Saints. Yeah, yeah. If Taysom Hill isn't there, then we're going to go Carolina. Uh, Tom says both lose. Yeah, I know. I think we actually in this one, Tom, I don't think they both lose. I think the fans lose in this one. That's That's what we lose. That's true. And this is just whatever it is. But we lose in this one. So, all right. Yeah. So let's put that disclaimer on there. Um, Let's uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Jets. I like the Bucs in this one. Not a whole lot to be said about that one. Uh, uh, you know, Jets, it was a nice win, you know, to, inspirational win for him the last week. But I, I'm really know, going to die laughing if the Jets happen to upset Tampa Bay. You know, that would be <laughs> stupendous. Then you can't say Tom Brady is like, you know, MVP and all this other crap because that defense is terrible. They just last week found a defense that was worse than them. And yeah, it exactly, was, exactly. And it was the, 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 uh, the Jaguars. All right, here we go. Next, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington football team. Joe, uh, what do you got in this one here? Uh, NFC East matchup. 
the Eagles looking pretty good right now, uh, but they just, again, beat a terrible team. And Washington just got embarrassed by the, the, the Cowboys, but they're, they're beat, beat up too as well and have a lot of injuries too on their end. So This is where Washington gets kicked out of the playoff race. Uh, this is where I feel like they're going to end up getting getting the loss here. Uh, the Eagles, listen, now that Hurts is healthy, their offense is going to start picking back up again. They, they've utilized the running game, which you, uh, uh, was it uh, Jordan Howard? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's starting to pick it up. Miles Sanders, there's now a sighting. Done. There's finally mm-hmm. a sighting, right? Uh, but but altogether, uh, this this offense for the Eagles is starting to click with, with their young receivers. Devontae Smith as a rookie and Hurts have a – have a, a crazy nice chemistry going right now. And uh, I just I, I think that the Eagles are going to do just enough to, to get this win. Uh, I'm going to go with you on that one again, just because, again, what I said before about the injuries, they're playing these teams right at the right position, right situation. It's just they've been able to be really uh, capitalizing on the opportunities they've been mm-hmm. given them. When they're facing teams, they're facing teams that are missing guys that are beat up, and that's really why they've been able to get some of these wins here because, again, they really should have. If they were a good team, they should have put up more points than they did against the Giants. Right. You know, and the right. Giants gave them that game even, too. So mm-hmm. I'm not really high on the Eagles. They've just been able to to get some of these. So uh, they're going to get a win here. Let's just say that for once. All right. All right. Now the Denver Broncos and the Chargers. Again, these teams are, are going to be fighting each other close. Uh, I'm going to go lean towards the Chargers, but I wouldn't be surprised if Denver somehow pulls out a win here because the way the Chargers have kind of been, like I said, for a Brandon Staley-led team here, a 32nd overall with points against them on that defense is 32, uh, ranked 32nd in the league, not very good. And then third downs giving up those plays, those those uh, turn uh, the completions and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not good on their end. And and Justin Herbert again trying to eliminate some. He had two interceptions last week. Trying to eliminate some of these turnovers. And for Christ's sake, get it to Keenan Allen and some of these other guys. It's got to make you wonder too how important Austin Eckler is to this. Right, because he was because he there. wasn't there last week, mm-hmm. and it seemed like they struggled big time without him being in the lineup. So. Uh, I wonder how much that's going to play a part. Is he going to be back this week? Uh, also, for the Broncos, is Teddy Bridgewater going to be okay to play? Because that, to me, is the bigger question mark. I feel like if Teddy Bridgewater is going to be back, I like Denver more than I like the Chargers. I don't like where the Chargers are headed right now. I understand they're missing pieces here and there. I understand everybody's going through it. Injuries, COVID, everybody's going through it right now. But I feel really comfortable if Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback for Denver, I'm gonna go Denver. If Drew Locke is, obviously I'm gonna I'm gonna swing my answer to the Chargers. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say if Teddy B is there, I got Denver. If he's not there, then I'm gonna go Chargers. Tom Leiter, by the way, he's got Jets in an upset. He's got Eagles. Like he's got Eagles. He's got Herbert and SD, which should be San Diego. I think he's saying, but we know they're not San Diego. Uh, I think that's <laughs> he won't let jo- it go. Joke on that one. Just yep. won't let he's it just go. Riding them hard there on. Uh, but, yeah, and I, I hear you on that one because, too, one thing that Denver does is that that front line has been really playing well for them on defense, too. So what can the Chargers do to to uh, alleviate some of that? Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll think of that. If, if Locke's in, you've got the Chargers. Yeah. If uh, Bridgewater's in, you've got uh, Denver. B. All right, there we go. Diddy B. Uh, Houston and uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, San Francisco, again, not going to have Jimmy G. Uh, so they're gonna have Trey Lance. Trey Lance, so maybe it's it the new age. Right. Yeah, you know, you've got uh, Debo Samuel back there running the football in the backfield out of there, <laughs> but then also uh, on the receiving and George Kittle, man, you can't stop that guy too as well. 
I would say I'm leaning towards San Francisco on this one. If if Houston pulls out a victory on this one, then I'm really just I'm I'm baffled. I'm just gonna say Davis Mills is here to stay. (laughs) That's all I'm gonna say. Houston, you found your quarterback. (laughs) Definitely. If Mills can go to into San Fran and get you guys a win, he's your dude. That's just that simple. Like he's definitely gotta be your guy going forward. Trade Deshaun Watson in the offseason. <laughs> get whatever you can and be, rebuild this team. Oh, but, man. But yeah, t- hot takes. I, I got I got San Fran all day in this game. I like even though Trey Lance is still going to be like that rookie type of quarterback, he is going to make mistakes uh, that always happens with rookies. And, um, you know, honestly, I feel like Kyle Shanahan is going to come up with a good game plan, a creative game plan. To kind of try to make it easy for Trey Lance in his acclimation to his new role at starting quarterback. So, they're definitely going to – listen, the, 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 the big thing here for the Niners is can they run the ball. If Houston puts clamps on their running game, Trey Lance is going to be in trouble, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But if they're able to run, then they're going to be able to make some, you know, option plays happen. They're going to they're gonna do some play action off of those runs. And, and that's where Trey Lance, I feel like, is going to be successful. So, Let's see how this game, uh, you know, unro- you know, unrolls. But I got San Fran in this one. All right, yeah. So does uh, Tom Leiter. Um, next up, we've got the Arizona Cardinals and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this one's going to be a tough game here too. But sure. I'm liking the way the Dallas Cowboys defense yeah. is playing right now. I yeah. think they're going to be the difference in this one because the pressure that you're, they're going to be able to get on Kyler Murray and the mistakes that he's making. Mm-hmm. And then Arizona, the fact that they just won't try and run the football either. Uh, mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys. I, I think they're going to be able to score on this on this defense because that's the one thing I've seen about the Arizona Cardinals defense. Where's that pass rush? Where's all those guys getting in there and making the plays? I haven't seen it, and teams have been able to just kind of pick them apart. So I like the uh, the Dallas Cowboys in this one at home. I picked Arizona last week. I'm picking them again. There you Going go. up against Dallas. I feel like this is a game that they got to have. They got to win. They got to win this one. Uh, and, and listen, they've lost, what, their last three, I think? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're due for a win. So I'm just going to roll due. the dice on this, and I'm going to say Arizona gets it. All right, here we go. Next, we got the Detroit Lions and the Seattle Seahawks here. I got Detroit. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim it Boyle. Bad. It looks bad in, in hey, wait, Seattle. Think, What's, is is golf coming back? He should be. Man, I think he, he should be on back. The COVID list, so he should be back. Yeah, because because last week he was out. Yeah, yeah. But I, I feel, and Tim Boyle. Can I, can we just talk a little bit about <laughs> Tim Boyle? My guy. I didn't have any confidence in this guy mm-hmm. coming into this game, and man, he really let it rip. He let it. Th- he threw that ball around, uh, and, and got some nice stats from those. De- those de- the Detroit quarterbacks. They do this to you. I know. You're right? able to come in, and then you're like, "Well, look at this guy. Yeah. You see, look at this guy go." And then you see him in the next week, and you're like, "Yeah, no, never mind. It was right." Yeah, he's nobody. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, if we have Jared Goff back in this one, it gets a little closer. Mm -hmm. But, again, Seattle at home. uh, I liked how they used Penny now, finally getting the running game. I was watching Mm -hmm. that game, and I'm thinking, Joe and I were like, we said they got to get running, and it looks like they were, and they were doing well. And then at the end of the game, it seemed like they wanted to go away from that. And let's drop Russell Wilson back so he could get (laughs) sacked and things like that. Like, what are you doing? And they just let the the Bears back into the game. Hopefully they do it do it this week against a hungry Detroit Lions game, who a uh, team who is really trying to play every single week like they're in the playoff hunt. Uh, so this could be a knockout dragout game, but I like the Seattle Seahawks here uh, as well. Dan Campbell, don't screw up your draft picks right now. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Keep losing, lock it in, uh, lock but, it up. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go Seattle too. Listen, Seattle's at home, regardless of of what they have. 
you know, available to them for firepower. They're going to be fine. Um, Detroit, they're one of those teams that just keep competing, and, and they got nothing to compete for. Uh, just pride, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, I got Seattle. I think Russell Wilson and company. They're gonna they're gonna do what they have to do uh, to get this win. And uh, despite Seattle's porous defense. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Aaron, then we got the Rams and the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens, I think I, I've said it before, are kind of a shell of what they were And you're going to say it again. The, yeah, <laughs> the, the issue is with quarterback, so I'm not going to get a whole lot into this one. I like, uh, even though they're at home, they do play tough at home still. They kind of step up. Uh, I like the Los Angeles Rams in this one. Yeah, I sentiment the same thing. I, I like the Rams in this one. Whether it, Lamar Jackson is going to be healthy and back or if it's going to be uh, uh, Huntley there, uh, the, the backup quarterback, mm-hmm. even though he's playing out of his mind, really, uh, in his first season in the NFL. Uh, I like the Rams. I like what they've done already. They're, they're starting to turn, crank up the heat, you know, as they get you know down to that playoff race. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams and, on this uh, one. And Cam Akers is healthy to play this week too, right? So it should be good. And, yeah, Cam Akers has been designated to return last, last week. week. Yep. And he's right there, so – and with the news about Devery Henderson mm-hmm. now going to be done, yep. it looks like you know he's coming in right at the right time. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, is how much rust does he have mm-hmm. to knock off? He's definitely not going to be in game-playing shape, so he'll, he'll be limited in a, in, a, in a role. So it's going to be between him and Sonny Michel to kind of split right, time this right. week. But, hey, Sonny Michel's been exactly. on point. I was going to say, that's a so, nice uh, one-two to have, though, too, as but well. But this game right here might not look like much, but this has playoff implications, too. They could knock Baltimore down at another peg. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot can happen this week. Absolutely. Now we've got the uh, Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay at home. Minnesota's used to playing in the cold, too. Don't forget that they did play at an outdoor stadium at one point. Now they're in a nice, <laughs> cozy, did. warm uh, yeah. uh, dome. But uh, Minnesota got a chance to get back into this thing. If they mm-hmm. could pull out a win against a divisional rival in the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Packers have been and doing well. But, again, a couple nail biters. They kind of get up a bit and then towards the end of the game they kind of let these teams bounce back like we saw with the baltimore ravens almost upset them at the end when they went for two and almost got it failed and now we saw just last week that the uh, browns almost did the same thing and weren't able to capitalize on it to to tie the game so uh vikings are going to play them hard Mm -hmm. uh i think uh, dalvin cook's not going to be able to play i think it's going to be madison that's going to be there at the at the running back situation Mm -hmm. i think that's going to be a little bit of a factor here um, I like Aaron Jones to light it up in this game. I like the Green Bay Packers. I mean, the Green Bay Packers, man, the, the, with between Jones and now A.J. Dillon, AJ who's, Dillon who's even still when it, becoming when more of here. a prominent role mm-hmm. in this offense, that's really tough to deal with <laughs> right? as a defense. Right. I mean, you got you got one guy who can just beat you with his moves and his speed, and you and you, and he, don't get me wrong, he can run you over too. He's a really good back. But then you have A.J. Dillon, who you got to contend with, and that guy's like a monster running with a football. He just plows through people and hammers you, punishes you throughout the game. So when you have those two guys behind Aaron Rodgers, who's able to distribute the ball to the likes of Devontae Adams, one of the best to ever do it, and then his other receivers that he's finding, uh, Alan Lazard is now starting to have a more prominent role, and Rodgers is, is trusting him more down the stretch. So with that chemistry starting to evolve too, going into this playoff run, that's just going to pay – pay huge dividends for this team the Packers defense is playing better now I, I, I it's hard to go against them in Green Bay I, I got Green Bay as well 
All right, Tom Leiter, just checking in on what he's been doing. Uh, he says, Seattle lost to Chicago at home. Shake my head. Yeah, absolutely. That was tough. Like I said, uh, I, shut the, I shut the game off, and I'm like, really? They lost I thought that? it was over, too. Uh, then he's got the Rams. He says Lamar would uh, get hurt against that front seven. Yeah, probably, and that's the thing. You watch the, the Baltimore Ravens all season. They've been in yeah. tight games to where they've even been behind, and they've had to claw and drag and get back into this into these uh, games, and I, I just think that it's just too much now. They and you got to also back. look at, too, Lamar Jackson's been struggling. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's been throwing picks a lot now, mm -hmm. uh, so making bad decisions. Mm -hmm. And in going down the stretch, that's not something you want to see out of your quarterback. So I wonder, you know, one, he's got to come back from this injury, uh, you know, and, and get back into the flow of things. But a two, he's just got to stop making all these terrible mistakes which are costing them points mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on uh, internal uh, tom Leiter has the packers and i think he's saying about aj Dillon is lynch 2.0 uh next up we've got finally monday night football here january oh 3rd. what a great game ah uh, you want to talk about it again i think tom Leiter might say we, uh, they both lose in this one too can, can we, we flex nfl can we flex this uh, game out man because again late? it sucks because even it seemed like the rest of the team wasn't doing anything for pittsburgh last night yo Let's flex. Time, let's uh, flex Arizona Dallas to Monday night. Yeah, right. I would like to do that, or even Green Bay Minnesota for that matter. I'd rather just flex that one out. Yeah, put that one back there just because they just got to change their time. This is they're, terrible. They're Why do we get day. a terrible day. Monday night game right now? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe they thought this is the battle of the losers. They probably thought at one point it was going to be, uh, you know, big Cleveland right there yeah, for the front right, for the right, position. Right. Maybe maybe Pittsburgh's still going to be vying for the the <laughs> division. Yep, yeah, that must have been their their train of thought, but. Uh, Cleveland Browns again. I just like their game. Their team all together is better. Yeah. I think if uh, Baker Mayfield again can eliminate the turnovers, mm -hmm. it's big because their running game unstoppable. Nick Chubb, dude, it is so nice watching him run. Mm -hmm. You know, it just oh, looks yeah. so smooth and oh, just yeah. effortless, kind of. It's just nuts. Uh, and and, and uh, the defense, I think, will still be enough to to shut down the Pittsburgh offense. What there is of it, and they've kind of shown. <laughs> Again, what kind of bonehead mistake they went with? Najee Harris is nice, but dude, it didn't help you out at you all. You have no protection. It didn't help you. It ain't gonna get you anywhere. And this is where you're at. So even though Pittsburgh's at home, I like the Cleveland Browns in this one. What yeah, you got, Joe? Uh, this is listen. You got both. Steelers are seven and seven, and the Browns are seven and eight. Right. I mean, <laughs> why not? Seven, Let's seven, go Browns. And one. Let's go Browns. Get that win, make it match up, and then they maybe they move up to third in the division. There you way. go. Uh, Tom says the league gives Big Ben the win on national television. How about that? Was it going to be like a see you later? Here you go. Yeah. Here's the nod. Do you get the have big a nice win? retirement party afterwards? Oh, man, Jesus. Terrible. All right, so that's it. That's our week picks here, week 17. It's going to get nutty. We got a whole other week to go after this. Uh, we definitely appreciate you guys watching the show with us this thank week. Thank you, thank you, thank uh, you. We'll watch the, the picks closely. I want to thank all the sponsors out there, including Colorize out there. My guy, Link, go to mycolorize.com to learn more about them. But they have three locations in upstate New York, and that's Niskayuna, Clifton Park, and Queensbury. If you need anything done, you do it yourself type of stuff here at home, some paint. Or whatever or if you're even work for a shop and you know you're, you're the professional go there they'll do color matching for you anything you want they are your local benjamin moore dealer but they deal with all kinds of other companies too ppg and, and others that they know they know what they're doing they've got the professionals there that the knowledge that if you ask them a question they're gonna be like i don't know let me talk to a supervisor or, i don't know i'm just here <laughs> in this area right now you know uh, right. they know what they're talking about they'll they have the the experience in the in the in the industry uh, to get it done for you. So colorize, check them out, mycolorize.com. 
Um, that's it, Joe. It's been hey. a pleasure. Good to have you here with Thanks us. Thanks for having week. me. You know, I'm glad you're, you're back. Me. I know last week's remote show was pretty fun, uh, <laughs> but it's good to have you here in the flesh. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, like we've said before, make sure you guys uh, join the Facebook group, Football on the Know Show. Uh, like our page, Football on the Know, W slash Jim and Joe. And uh, go to YouTube and become a subscriber here, Football on the Know Show there on YouTube. And uh, follow us on Twitter, FB underscore no. And don't forget, Spotify, Apple, all those guys. Even if you guys uh, don't watch us or, or don't listen to us on Apple and things like that and Spotify, if you watch our show here and you still like it, just hop on over there. We know you guys already have Spotify and stuff for your favorite music and stuff. Go look it up, Football on the No Show, and just give us a, a nice five-star rating because you love us that much. And that yeah, just helps just, us out. And follow us. Why not? Follow us on anywhere you can get your podcast. Make sure you give us a follow. Really appreciate it. All right, and thank you so much, and we'll see you guys next time. Join us next week from 8 till 10 Wednesday night for more Football on the Know with Jim and Joe.